0: Live from Studio G in Minnetonka, Minnesota, this is Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. And I am your host, Jesse, lover of all things green. Let's get started. We are live. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Jesse here from Tonkadale Greenhouse in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My guest with me today is Aaron. He is our director of social media and content creation here at Tonkadale Today, we'd love to chat about just what kind of the origins of our social media efforts, uh, the trends that we're seeing. Uh, some of the frequently asked questions that we have on social media and all of the resources and content that we have available for you so aaron let's get started how are you today
1: i'm wonderful good morning thank you for having me today of
0: course so let's talk about the early days how did you first get to know Dale?
1: so i started shopping at Tonkadale probably in 2015 that was my original introduction okay mm-hmm.
0: and what were you shopping for
1: it was always the house plant. Okay, That's what it started with. It was cactus originally. Yeah, And so my introduction to the brand, to the company, was from a customer's perspective, first and foremost. And I feel like from the beginning, that was the best part of it because I understood why I shopped at Tonkadale. Right. But I also understand why other people love this place so much.
0: Okay. And uh, so you were a customer for a couple of years before we uh, embarked on our professional relationship, if you will. Tell me a little bit about those early days and how we got started. Be honest. Be honest about (laughs) how uh, reserved and nervous I was about all things, (laughs) everything.
1: Well, I think to go back to the introduction, how we first met, I was shopping in the greenhouse in like February and you approached me and you're like, you came up, introduced yourself, And you asked what I did, because I was also here at a weird time. I was here on like a Tuesday at like 9 a.m. I think you were wearing yoga clothes. I was, absolutely. (laughs) I was here after the gym shopping for some plants, and then we got to talking. I've done social media for other brands in the past, and marketing. So then you and I set up a meeting to talk about what that could look like here at Tonkdale, and that was late 2017 now.
0: So it probably took me five years to actually uh, adopt... Some of the premises? No, I think we got started later <laughs> that year or 2018, maybe.
1: We kicked off in January of 2018.
0: Okay, okay. So we kicked off in January 2018. So let's talk about uh, some of the first things we worked on. Um, I mean, back in 2018, Instagram was all about the gallery wall.
1: It was all about photos. And I feel like everything has changed so much. Looking now versus 2018 when we started, everything was very heavily photo-focused, so creating this beautiful image, not only of the product, and of like the plants, but then of what the store experiences. Right. I feel like that's always been one of my biggest goals from mm-hmm. when we started, is linking what you see on social to what you see when you arrive in the store. That's always been a really big part of like what I pride myself on, mm-hmm. is people get the same experience from both social media and the in-store.
0: Exactly. And I, I think at the time, and even now, uh, you know, we we both follow brands or even other garden centers. And what you see on Instagram isn't always what you experience in the store. And so it's like, while you, while you might have this beautifully created product online, so beautifully curated photos, videos, when you go to the store, it's sort of a letdown. And so I think you know. As I took ownership in 2016, um, we've just done so many things to um, build and improve and deepen our uh, merchandise and change it and incorporate different things and trends. And uh, I think along the way, I was nervous about showing like showing who we really are because you know it's like putting yourself out there and um, not knowing how people respond.
1: Well, and that's one of the things I think about, to your example, of a lot of brands that maybe have a beautiful social media presence, but then you go to the store and it lacks entirely in terms of what you're expecting. I really pride our work here on not only a beautiful store, beautiful shopping experience, but then that being really cohesive Mm -hmm. through and through. Right. So that was one of the things early on. Like, we start with photos. How do you translate the product? How do you translate seasonality? Mm -hmm. The things that are coming in, the new arrivals, but then also taking care of customers. So, say, their whole process, they... Meet us on in Instagram. They find a plant they really like. They visit to buy it, and they get home. Then what? So it was really fun to also support them along the way with care cards, with questions, with blogs, right? And to keep going through the entire process. So not just inspiration, but actually helping the customer yeah. once they get home.
0: Supporting them to be successful with the products that they purchase. Uh, okay, so then <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your background. Mm-hmm. Um, one of your greatest strengths is definitely photography you're a beautiful photographer You're able to capture mood light um, and give a peek into the world that we're creating here while telling a story along the way of the seasonality of uh, our business and our brand so where did that all start for you
1: so I started in college studying biology and then yeah. art, photography. So it actually lends itself really well. So I actually know a lot about plants. I don't apply that as much anymore because the biology right. was something I kind of left behind. Yeah. But the art photography really took center stage for me. and so. That was one of my big focuses of what I studied. Then, after college, I started with food photography. That's right. That was my early focus. It was for a lot of local restaurants, it was for you know food and wine, it was for cookbooks, and it was all focused on translating a restaurant experience, this thing that's beautiful and very trendy at the time. Then, when we met, I was like, okay, so we're gonna take that idea of how you market this dish, but we're also gonna look at product, we're gonna look at plants, so kind of taking those ideals and all the art theory that I had learned and applying it here to the greenhouse, which was super fun.
0: Okay, art theory. So mm-hmm. I I like I totally am down with the biology. <laughs> what are the, what are the pillars of art theory that you've applied to photography and uh, telling this story.
1: <laughs> well, it's a really fun thing because you can use a, something as simple as color to convey a message. You can use something like light and dark. You can choose scale. There's a lot of different things that we have okay. in our toolbox to play with. So if you look at the original product of a photo, how do you make that photo beautiful? The plant is beautiful, but then lighting it in the correct way, framing it in the correct right. way, making yeah. it interesting yeah. and also distinctive to us. That was something I really had as a, a mission for myself early on, and that's for all of my clients is that photo if you don't look at the name of the account it's coming from you yeah. know immediately by style by representation who Where that is from. Mm-hmm. exactly
0: and it sets you apart from other brands i mean we all carry a similar assortment of xyz right we do it better well yeah but you know <laughs> what i mean like somebody has a peperomia a and we have peperomia a well ours is going to look better <laughs> and in our style yes okay so uh, take me down the road of the dirty cart dirty hose dirty shovel I one of some of our first posts featured uh, some of the behind the scenes moments yes and I you know that would pop up in my feed at home and I, I'm gonna be real honest at first I was, I think I could use the word mortified because it was almost like someone was looking in my underwear drawer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh uh-huh, that was me. Uh, So tell me about that. Like, I've learned to kind of love that aesthetic and Mm -hmm. that feel and how that does tell the story of who we are. But uh, tell me about that. And how do you think I finally realized that that was an okay... Angle,
1: I love this question. I knew this question was coming too (laughs) at some point in the conversation. Mike, I know the dirty card is going to be coming up in this. The reason why I started including those is because one, it's a moment that you'd see in the greenhouse. It's very genuine. It's very candid. Right. But it's embracing the imperfect. So I think a lot of brands where they fall short is they'll present something beautiful, but it feels too austere. It feels too polished. It feels too uh, artificial in a way. This one, if maybe not humanizes the brand is the right way to say it, but it grounds yeah. it in reality. it humanizes, some, yeah. Yeah, it's that touch of like, it's real, it's there, you're going to see that when you visit. And to me, it was one of those things other people weren't doing at the time. Right. And it's a little thing, but it's a through line too. So it's like an Easter egg right. in the design. So like the hose, the cart, or the shovel, which I knew as we shot that photo, you're very resistant. You're like, I Why? Didn't even.
0: I did not <laughs> even want you going in the back room to find that shovel. I, I found would. it. I don't know if you found it on your own or what I was like I I mean that that back room area now um since that moment we've <laughs> added concrete we've added shelving we rebuilt a wall like it's much improved uh
1: it's gorgeous now
0: I, I mean yeah we could have like a little studio in
1: there you could uh yes it's devoid of natural light however um that is true. Oh, well, and that was a fun thing. You <laughs> kind of gave me free reign, which I will say like, that takes a lot of trust and that takes a lot of trusting the process of what I was finding, because I was definitely not just front and center. I was in the back rooms. I was looking for like the dirty terracotta, the dirty shovels, the things that really add that charm. Right. And it's a greenhouse, like let's yeah. get our hands dirty. I
0: mean, let's be honest. This is a tent with a boiler there. We have a lot of charm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing we're able to do that 365 days of the year.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, so fast forward, all of a sudden there was this thing that came about in 2020 uh, that that shall not be named. But it was a big shift in our reality. We had to close close the greenhouse, change the way we did business, uh, present product in an online store. I think at one point, the two of us thought we wouldn't be allowed to like leave our homes and drive on the street because of lockdowns. Yes. It didn't quite get that intense here
1: it felt like it might have though it was yeah
0: yeah, it was we were right there we were real close uh so i think you and i were ready to get cots and sleep in the greenhouse so Mm -hmm. that we could photograph the crap out of everything and get it online so people could see it and people could still buy it tell me about those days
1: it feels like five minutes ago and where we're recording this podcast right now i'm looking over 10 feet away to where we photographed all of that stuff and it's one of those things that feels surreal but at the same time, we did an instant pivot. So we were doing, at that point, two years of highly curated, you know, experiential marketing. It's everything you're going to see when you visit the greenhouse. Suddenly that shopping experience is gone. What do you do? How do you fill people's needs? Yeah. And we went to the online store. We got that up in short order. But short order. And it, then,
0: well, then we crashed it one day. So then we had to get a new online store.
1: We did overwhelm the system <laughs> yeah, heavily. <laughs> heavily. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's crashing. I if that feels like 5 minutes for you to me that feels like 50 years ago I it's almost like a blackout I but all I remember is like knowing that there was some security and we're going to be okay I went through we're going to have to compost this whole greenhouse cuz we were filled with all the stuff growing for spring I went from we're going to have to compost this whole greenhouse cuz nobody's going to be able to leave their house mm-hmm. and Nobody's going to be able to shop to just like my mission is to get up every day and go to work and to serve our uh, organization and then and then our community and our customers. And that's all it was. And then be home for dinner with my family and do it again the next day. And I did that for 90 days straight, maybe 87, maybe 91.
1: Give or take a little. Give or
0: take. That was wild. Anyway. I mean, any other thoughts on that? We've carried over some of what we did then to now.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So tell me like where we're at now as far as presenting product in our online store.
1: Yeah, no, it's a great question. I think one of the big things that we realized in that moment was the messaging is more important than ever. Having access to things, not only in store, but digitally. So that online catalog during COVID became the way people shopped, obviously. Online orders became a great thing. We've continued the online store so people have a resource to shop before they visit. Right. Which is really great. And the extension of that is if somebody has a question about a specific product, they've seen a photo, in a reel, in a video, we can instantly send them a hyperlink to it. Right. And it's an easy way for them to shop automatically. Right. But I feel like the thing that I took away from that period in a big way was the joy that what we do brings to people's lives. Yeah. The thing that we do here impacted people so much. And it was the one yeah. thing that they're able to go, come do this, you know, contactless pickup and then bring plants home. Yeah. When you're home and you're home for a while. A while. It made a big difference.
0: <laughs> yeah. I remember just being so thankful I had somewhere to go every day. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, I wasn't. Stuck at home, which so many people were. Yeah, and I think speaking to that joy, uh, you know, one thing that gets me going or keeps me doing what I do is the belief, the true belief that what we do here at Tonkidale does make a difference in people's lives and in the community, in the greater, you know, scope of things. So whether that's bringing joy, bringing beauty, um, you know, being good stewards of the environment uh it it just is it's very rooted in my belief system so i guess we learned a lot about that
1: one one of the things we see consistently in reviews and messages when our customers talk about Tonkadale, it's their happy place. They right. use that term over and over and over. And before COVID, I had seen it and I'm like, yes, of course. That's why I identified with the brand. That's why I love shopping here. Because right. Because it was this great place to, as a destination, but it took on a different weight. As soon as COVID happened, those messages took on a much different meaning. And it was wonderful to see that and really feel it.
0: Right. Yeah. hundred percent. So... Where are the trends in social media and content marketing taking us right now?
1: I think the interactivity of it is huge. Okay. Having questions, DIYs, not just product, but showing people how to implement that product okay. in inspirational ways. Here's how you put the pieces together.
0: So what you're saying, it's like a video game.
1: Ooh. I think it's a good analogy. In a way. Absolutely. So
0: it's, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like a photo is something that you consume simply. A video is something you consume with more interaction, more thought put into it as well. So when we come to a video, the most recent one we did, the DIY terrariums is a great example. We have these pieces in the greenhouse. Maybe in the past, we would post a photo of the assembled terrarium, but how do you get there? Really breaking it down and kind of reverse engineering the process for everyone at home to right. see, to make right. it simple. Right. And videos have taken a huge precedence, especially on Instagram, when it comes to reels, the placement, exposure to new people who don't know your brand, the strategy has definitely shifted to reels. Right.
0: But I mean, I'm th- I think, you know, as we've shifted strategies, I almost mourned the loss of what was before. Same. Same. Because I love doing a long format video. I love it. I feel like I'm like Martha Stewart or something. <laughs> uh, you know, and I just, I don't know. But anyway, we're done with that. We can always go back to it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, let's talk about some of the resources and content that we do have available for customers. Uh, you know, presenting resources. Mm-hmm all the time, but you know, sometimes people might miss it or, you know, it takes a few times for us to present, uh, you know, easy care plants for someone to really latch on and say, okay, yes, Tonkadiel is the place for information and knowledge about easy care plants and here's the list. So talk about some of the resources and content that we're presenting on a daily, weekly basis and how folks can find those should it, for some reason, not end up in their feed.
1: Well, and here's the cool thing. We have this massive world of resources we've built over time. And even before I had started here, I feel like our magic recipe was photos, videos, and blog resources. That was kind of our original magic recipe. Mm -hmm. And over time, a weekly blog over years creates this wonderful library of resources that we can share with people with a link easily. Mm -hmm. But now I feel the most important things are being able to have those things quickly accessible for our customers. So if you visit the store, you buy an easy care and advanced care plant, a rare or common plant What you can do when you get them home if you have struggles with it we can send you care blog links Uh which is really easy we also have the printed cards in store here in the
0: in the vintage card catalog
1: and it all lives under the learn tab on our website right so that's always the thing i direct people to i don't think a lot of people realize how many resources we have, Right. we have infographics, we have guides, we have short blogs, we have long blogs, we have short videos, we have long videos, we have podcasts now. A
0: podcast. (laughs) So what lives on the Learn page?
1: So the Learn page? Yeah. yeah, It's going to start off with the big blogs at the top. That's always going to be the header, in my opinion, for people looking for information, a detailed dive into anything from, say, seed starting to advanced care on a plant to how to refresh your house houseplants. Kind of right. Everything your heart could desire right. lives in that tab under the blog.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, in a way, it follows the seasons mm-hmm. of the seasons of the year, what you should be doing inside and outside of your home depending mm-hmm. on the time of year.
1: Well, and here's a really cool thing because we all know that seasons come and go every year, so our resources get updated over time too. Correct. So say if we did yeah. in easy care blog or maybe a spring pot design video four years ago, Right. we also revisit and reinvent them in the best way possible Yeah. because some of the videos, especially our DIY, have a lot of engagement. People really love looking forward to those. Mm -hmm. So we keep it fresh every year. I think that's... mm -hmm. It's
0: also a study in the hairstyles of Jesse over time.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) One of them popped up recently from six years ago. I'm like, that... Looks completely different in everything from our lighting to our editing to the hairstyle, all of it. yeah. It's fun.
0: That's fun, though. Okay, so we have the big blog. What else is on the Learn page?
1: So we also have a video library on there. That was something really important for me Mm -hmm. because I think people digest information differently. I'm not going to spend the time myself to read a long-format blog. I want quick, accessible information, so I'm going to watch the videos. That's always my go-to. The podcasts live on the Learn page. We also have the infographics. So if you scroll down, we have some really cool graphics that have been created by our team here in-house we have a lot of great illustrations that are added to that page right anything from you know a light guide to perennial garden design oh, that's perennial very garden popular design
0: was so popular last mm-hmm. gardening season
1: that was a good one
0: yeah so popular <laughs> we have the mini blogs. so mm-hmm. there's uh one mini blog that happens weekly all year long it's the indoor plant mini blog so tell us a little bit about that
1: so that one gets published every Friday. It actually launches in the Wednesday email. So if Correct. you subscribe to our email mm-hmm. campaigns, you will get first access to it there. But then on social, so Facebook, Instagram, it gets published and it mm-hmm. lives on social in a reel. So we're showing you the plant, we're showing you what it looks like, how it behaves, but then that mini blog covers care. So it's going to be a little bit of history, and then it's yeah. going to be light, it's going to be water, it's going to be specific requirements. Yeah. And I think that filled a need that mm-hmm. when I started off on my plant parent journey, yeah. a lot of these resources weren't out there or they weren't easy to find. Correct. And I think we're giving access to a lot of these things very easily.
0: Right. And then I, I also feel like as you come across plant info, sometimes it can be a little generic. Yes, um Generic across so. the board. And uh, over time, I mean, I've been doing plant stuff for a long time. But over time, I think what's really interesting is connecting the dots between plants. So if in the mini blog, we're talking about what plant family it is in and what other plants are in that plant family, or we're learning about, you know, we're learning about aeroids. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a philodendron is an aeroid, a monstera is an aeroid. You can connect the dots because you know a little bit about that group of plants or that plant family. And the characteristics, so they help kind of um, guide your intuition mm-hmm. when you're uh, caring for and growing homes in your house or outside, or you know, outside in the garden. It's like building that. Uh, it's building that plant sense or plant intuition over time. So you can look at a plant, and say, "Well, it's very similar to this other plant that I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with. Yes. I'm guessing uh, the growth habit, the care requirements could be similar."
1: Well, I feel like that's one of the things, if I can do some bragging for you, I think a lot of people will do the broad brush strokes, and they cover kind of a high level, but you get into the finer points. yeah. And so say if it is an aeroid and two of them behave a little bit differently, you get into the finer details of that, right? and you write it in an engaging way. And that's always one of the things.
0: I do like writing.
1: You're very good at writing. (laughs) (laughs) You're far better at that than I am.
0: I think I'm also, I think with uh you know time constraints and things i think one thing that i do a lot of week by week is you know versus writing long format blogs is just editing editing copy and so Mm -hmm. when i edit the mini blogs whether it's the indoor plant blog or the other one we'll talk about is our perennial of the week blog which will be coming you know when gardening season opens up um in editing those blogs you know i I'm, you know, someone else is giving me the information, so I'm learning something, mm-hmm. but then also we'll d- dig a little bit deeper to see, you know, based on my plant knowledge, what else I can add to that, um, what, else, what other information I can add to that uh, blog. Um, you know, so I think kind of that two pronged approach uh, is really cool because it uh, keeps our voice consistent, but also, you know, gives a few different angles to pack uh, short blog full of a ton of information yes
1: well I also love that they live in the greenhouse so if you're visiting we have the digital resources of course but we also have printed care cards so if you're gifting a plant as you check out Mm -hmm. there's a little library in that vintage library filing cabinet which I love Yeah. so cute
0: Okay, so we touched on the Indoor Plant of the Week, or mm-hmm. excuse me, we touched on the Indoor Plant Mini Blog. That's, you know, every week of the year, right now anyway. You know, it could change. Um, but then when gardening season opens up, we'll do the Perennial of the Week. So let's yes. talk a little bit about that resource and why it's so important.
1: Ah, so we're not just about the house plants, are we? No! So in the <laughs> summer, we have a huge resource of perennials outside. And that was something I loved shopping in the past. Yeah. I was all about the native perennials, unique perennials, and now in the same way that we do the mini-blogs for the indoor plants, we also do perennial of the week. So we feature a plant each week, and our Aaron Barton on staff here, he writes great details about that, a lot of deep dive information into how to care for that perennial, Mm -hmm. but it's a really great way to span the entire scope. So gardening is outdoors, it's indoors here, and we want to give the same resource and attention Mm -hmm. that we do the indoor plants to the perennials.
0: Right, and um, what I really like about the perennial of the week blogs is over time, and I think Probably by the end of the season, we will have covered every major perennial species that we carry here at Tonkadale, yes. or the you know, the vast majority of perennials that you can grow in a zone four area. And so, those resources are going to be so important because we'll be able to. Uh, I think this year, our plant signage will feature a QR code where you can get right to the blog mm-hmm. and read more information. So, if you're looking at um, you know, XYZ echinacea. Uh, and you want to learn more about echinacea? Scan real quick, and then there's all kinds of information that you can um, read about on the spot or take home with you. Read about it later, uh, and I think uh, that's just a really awesome tool for customers because, especially when you're first getting into gardening, mm-hmm. it's so overwhelming. There's so many choices. Um, you know, there's a lot to learn about your soil, your location, uh, what plants are good for sun, for shade which are drought tolerant. When do they bloom, bloom time. Um, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we can dial it down and really get the basics covered uh, first, then uh, you can, you know, try trial and error over time and get to know the plants really well. Um, and it kind of leads you on your gardening journey.
1: It does. One it also keeps them in a bite-sized format, as well. And I think that's one of the things that we do really well. (laughs) So you don't have just this great resource information that's inaccessible. We're connecting the dots for people. So that QR code takes you to the website, which also can take you to the online catalog. So if you're standing out there and you're wondering, okay, so I'm looking at irises. I scan the QR code. You can also go to our website immediately. And maybe you're searching for more irises. We'll have all the product available on the website. So you can see things that maybe you're missing in (laughs) person.
0: And another thing about perennials, uh, we have a lot of perennial care cards as well, and they're a little different than our indoor plant care cards. They're more of a handout. Yes. Uh, <laughs> lots of information, and that goes hand in hand with our garden plans. It's going to say, here, uh, this is a garden for pollinators. Here are some a great sort of plants for a pollinator garden, and then here are some substitutes in case mm-hmm. those plants aren't in stock right now, or if you're shopping over time, you know, not every plant's going to be available every visit to every garden center, right? Correct. Yes, It's impossible, (laughs) especially based on the seasonality and bloom time of perennials. But our perennial care cards, they're more like a handout or a resource guide. And uh, what I love about those is a lot of folks are going to have questions about, you know, what plants are deer resistant, drought tolerant, pollinator friendly, native uh, plants for problem areas like um, salt tolerant plants or plants that tolerate clay soil, Mm -hmm. you know, this and that. So... We have a knowledgeable staff here a wealth of resource i wish we could just talk 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 seminar 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 all day because there's just so much to teach and so much to learn
1: well that's a fun thing you can also sign up for our events as well so there is always that option for if you want to come and if you want to take that information in a different format if you learn better from a presentation we have a lot of those coming up in the spring and the summer yeah oh my gosh
0: i am so excited about a couple of them
1: which one
0: which ones Oh, I am so excited. Well, we have a few local artists coming in and hosting Mm -hmm. events, like making a clay pot or fabric dyeing, Uh, you know, just different experiences. But in the greenhouse, it just it almost makes it more magical, especially on a sunny day when it's nice and warm and humid and we have the music going. You know, the condensation dripping on your nose. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I think I'm really excited. I feel like the seminar format is coming back a little bit. There was a period of time in which we had uh, a little bit more, it was more challenging to get folks to come and sit in chairs and listen to Mm -hmm. a seminar. I think um, with so much information being available online, you know, And inspiration being available online in picture format, video format, blog format. I I feel like folks just weren't able to commit an hour of time uh, on the weekend to sit and learn. Um, But for me, it feels like it's coming back. And I don't know what that's attributed to maybe the maybe the topics we're we're doing now are more interesting to people maybe it's a new generation of gardeners coming on the scene um, and they're interested in these specific topics but what I'm really excited about is uh, we have a garden uh, perennial garden design session coming up and we're also partnering with uh, Minnesota Native Landscapes to talk about native plants that attract pollinators so that's one weekend you have to go to our website and find this I can't remember the dates. And then the other one I'm really excited about is Twin Cities Seed Company. Uh, The gentleman we work with there is a book of knowledge. And he's going to be talking about lawn seed, which, you know, sounds kind of boring, but actually it's so exciting. And I think the best part about it is this lawn seed, when implemented in your yard, is easy care, easy maintenance. And it's going to actually perform for you versus just going dormant and dry in the winter less mowing, less water in, inputs, better for the environment, better for our pollinator friends. And so all of the grassy blends that we've transitioned to carry here at the store are going to fulfill those requirements. And I think that uh makes, you know, shopping for grass seed at Tanaka a very different experience than say yes. at a box store or um, you know, hardware store. And I never thought I would get excited about grass seed, but <laughs> it is so exciting. And I love listening to those sessions. So that one's coming up as well.
1: Well, and here's the fun thing. An event is just a great excuse to come to the greenhouse too, isn't it? Right,
0: yeah. I mean, when th- there's nothing better than sitting here in the warm greenhouse. Uh, you know, when it's so cold outside, you can experience that color and the warmth. Actually, I was traveling with my family over New Year's and mm-hmm. uh, we were skiing. And in this particular location, it snowed hard every single day, like I think maybe twenty to forty inches, depending on where you were that's insane. on this mountain, <laughs> and so all we saw was all white all day. We were in it up to our knees, it was everywhere, and then came home and then I think we got twenty inches of snow. welcome here, and i don't know for some reason, I hadn't been in the greenhouse for a few days with this snowstorm happening i'm not sure. And as soon as I re-entered the greenhouse, you know, got back from my vacation, came back to the greenhouse, to just see that green was, like, so fulfilling. And I I know it sounds weird because I'm, like, coming back to work, but it was the experience of seeing the color and the lushness that really, um, I could feel it. I could feel it in my body and I could just feel my, you know, my mood, it lifted. And so I think there's something real there.
1: What well, isn't that the funny thing, too, because no matter which season it is, but especially in the winter, I feel like you walk through those doors and it feels like it's sunny all the time in here. Even yeah. if it's overcast and right. it's gray outside and it's a blizzard, you walk in here and it feels like it's an eternal summer.
0: I know. I, like, what What would I do if I didn't work in a greenhouse?
1: Visit I, a greenhouse? I guess. Oh, I guess
0: I, I, guess I could shop in a green I think, like, it's it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. I either work here every day or nothing. No, I just... I mean, it's an incredible boost to have this as my place of employment because I get to see the green every day and it which is a stark 180 from seeing the snow every day. And that's why and now I think I get it. I think I finally get it after experiencing 60 inches of snow over the course of a week or so. I think I finally get why people are so excited when the pansies finally come in and we can put plants outside.
1: Well, that's a great thing, isn't it? Because every season brings a different reason to visit the greenhouse. And you can tell every pe- every person when they walk through that door, no matter what they're here for, they're happy. They're smiling. Yeah. They're so excited to be shopping. Yeah. I always love wandering because I am here you know, multiple times a week doing photos, doing videos, and shooting social content. Right. What is that?
0: I, I don't know. There's some uh, sawing or drilling happening adjacent to us it's fine it's yeah, fine
1: it's a greenhouse it's <laughs> like what is going on exactly <laughs> but here's the thing the great thing is no matter how many times i'm here in the week from a work perspective to come on the weekend and shop yeah. it always brings a completely different lens and i so appreciate kind of putting that one hat aside then coming in as a customer yeah and seeing how inspirational it is
0: yeah that is fun i don't get to do it all that often uh actually sometimes i'll shop other greenhouses for that same Mm -hmm. feeling (laughs) because i don't know when it's the place that you work the place that you own you walk around and you see oh we need to do this we need to do that we Mm -hmm. need to move that or clean that (laughs) and so it it's a little bit different but still i mean the days when we get the new plant shipments or you know as we're setting for spring with all the new product those are really fun days in the greenhouse
1: and I feel like one of the most exciting things, especially in these winter months, are the new houseplant arrivals. Yeah. Whether it's rare or otherwise, to be able to convey that, to be able to put that messaging out there, and people can look forward to it. You can yeah. also subscribe. You can tune into the content. You yeah. can turn on notifications. So when we do get those shipments from Florida or wherever they're coming from of these fresh, exciting houseplants. Oh, the notifications. Exactly. Push notifications. You can turn it on. So when we post something, you can get a little ding. First to no. know. Because a lot of these things don't last long no
0: it's true comes and goes
1: mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it's fun and just people like pay my, attention
0: just like my hairstyle <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway we've talked about a lot of different things today everything from where we got our start in social media and content marketing all the way to the resources that we have available for our customers and just the feeling that uh, you get when you shop at the greenhouse anything else to add Erin?
1: I would say if you've never visited before, you will love it. I, from my <laughs> original introduction here, was amazed because you yeah. walked into this magical place, it's kind of tucked back in a neighborhood. And that's the best part because you find like you're feeling or you feel like you're finding the best kept secret. Yeah. In the best way possible. A lot of people know about us. So not necessarily a secret, but it has that lure. It has that wonderful excitement to it. So if you've never shopped here before, please visit the greenhouse. We'd love to see you, of course. But if you've shopped with us before, there's always something new. That's one of the things I commend you on. There's always something innovative and fresh.
0: I know. I don't like to be bored.
1: And you're very good at
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I'm good at not being bored, but also creating trouble. <laughs> Keeping
1: the, it's a good challenge. It's a good yeah, challenge. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, thank you for thank being on you. the podcast today. It was so much fun chatting with you. Guys, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. That's it for this week's episode of Your Greenhouse Home, the podcast. I am your host, Jesse. Thanks for listening and we'll see you at Tocadale.